Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Solo BG Podcast. My name is Derek, and I'm very happy that you're here with me for another episode. If this is the first time that you're listening to this show, well, welcome and, you know, feel like home. Uh, this is an, a podcast that we it focuses in solo and cooperative board games. Uh, we talk about the games, we talk about the art, we do audio unboxing, which is like basically if you're driving or if you're on a subway or you're, uh, you know, like um, on your, I don't know, laying down on the couch or the bed or, or you're on the side of the pool right now that is summer, um, you know, you can still enjoy the feeling of, of a gameplay and an unboxing, but without watching any video and, you know, listening to a podcast. And our podcast is, is streaming in every, um, you know, streaming service that you can find a podcast. That means uh, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon, Board Game Geek website, iTunes, you know, all of them. Anyway, welcome. Uh, and tonight or today or this episode uh, is going to be a different one. So if this is your first time and you are mainly focusing solo and cooperative games like we do always on all our episodes, I, you know, I tell you that you need to go and listen to the previous episodes. Uh, the last one that we talked about, it was about the City of Kings. And then we have the very interesting episodes about the Dark Souls, the card game, Batman Gotham City Under Siege, Side. Anyway, we have more than 30 episodes and every episode uh, focus in a solo or cooperative game. But in this episode, we're going to do something different. Now, we have a new, uh, we call it mini-series or a new series or a new uh, variant for the show. You know, like the games, they all they all have variants. Well, now we're going to have a variant too. And our variant is called Solo with Friends. And that means that we're going to talk about every third episode. We're going to talk about a game that doesn't play solo, that is fully competitive. That means not co it's not cooperative. But it's a game that we feel that you will still enjoy. And usually I will try to pick up new games or even old games that they also help to another people to get into the hobby. So those are going to be games that are very, uh, you know, friendly to learn. And but at the same time that they feel different than the normal regular board games in that way, you know, if you have friends, family, I don't know, a girlfriend, boyfriend, uh, whoever, co-worker uh, that they know that you play board games, but they still don't understand the hobby very well. Well, you can bring these these kind of games to to the table, and they will probably experience something different. And who knows? They probably ended up playing solo in a few months too. So anyway, that's the purpose of these uh, these shows that we're gonna be doing solo with friends, and um, and it's gonna be I'm gonna do three cooperative or solo episodes, and then the fourth one. Uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, solo with friends. That's how it's going to be. So, without being said, welcome to the show. Stay, enjoy, ready, set, go. Welcome to Solo BG, your podcast for solo and cooperative board games. Here you will find everything you need to know about your favorite and most recent games. Art, rules, gameplays and interviews. Here is your host, Derek Rodriguez. Welcome to Solo with Friends. Hey guys, so now we are officially on the first episode of Solo BG Podcast under the section or the series of Solo with Friends. And we're going to try to do it more smoothly these episodes and we're just going to get all together all the sections that we do like the act uh, you know box and cover 
inside the box, gameplay, and solo and cooperative, all those sections that you already know that I do in every episode. Well, now we're going to do it different, and I'm just going to, you know, talk about everything in general without cutting through sections, and it's without editing, so basically it's like a live kind of podcast because, you know, it's just recording live, I don't edit, I just publish, and that way we have that feeling of a friendly conversation, like if you're with me on the tabletop, and we're just talking about this game, and you know, unboxing it and playing and all this stuff. Anyway, so for tonight, we're going to talk about a recent game that I just got on the mail that is just been released, like not, probably not even more than a month ago. They had it in Origins on Ohio in 2019. They're going to have it on Gen Con 2019, which by the way, we will be there. And you can find it right now on the Ankama website, uh, Board Games, you know. Ankama is the, the publisher. And it's also brought to United States by Luma Imports. And I'm talking about Draftosaurus. Draftosaurus, it's a game that is for two to five players in place in a little bit more than 15 minutes. And it's eight year plus. And it's designed, listen to this, it's designed by Antoine Balsa. I hope I pronounced it right. All these people, <laughs> these amazing designers, they I believe they are from, from France. They're French. So... Uh, probably my accent sucks, but Antoine uh, Bausa, he's also the designer of Tokaido and uh, Attack on Titan and so many other games, Takinoko, I believe. He, do, he does wonderful, wonderful games. Uh, Samurai Spirit, which is another great cooperative solo game um, with that we're going to talk about in, the, in future episodes. But anyway, he also helps for the design of this one. Also, uh, Quarantine Lebrad, uh, Ludovic Moblanc, e, uh, and uh, Theo Riviere. Um, those are the designers of the game. And the art is by Viping Alex Jacob and I hope I pronounced this correctly. Jihawi Eva Gao. Okay, I hope I did. <laughs> anyway, and like I said, it's uh, published by Ankema, Ga- Ankema Games and also by uh, Luma Imports and also by Forge Next. And in Draftosaurus, well, you're running a dinosaur zoo. How would you set it up? Will you put certain dinosaurs together or split them up? Based on the species you have available on the day's obligation, decide what will bring the most visitors. So basically, the goal for this game is going to start, you're going to try to bring dinosaurs to your zoo. And in that way, you know, you can have more points at the end of the game because the more dinosaurs that you get on your zoo, more visitors and more visitors means uh, more points. And in this era that it seems like the dinosaur is like a dynomania, you know, like it's very high. You have Dinosaur Island and so many other games that they're with the dinosaur theme, I guess, or Jurassic theme. They're very popular right now and everybody's, you know, liking them. I do enjoy them too. So, you know, this is a, another option that that it's a very different game, very easy, very friendly to learn, easy to bring it to the table. And who knows, like I said on the beginning, on the introduction of the show, uh, probably this game can be the, uh, you know, the door that... That the game that opens the door for people that they're not in the hobby, and you know, probably now they will be on the hobby. So anyway, we're going to talk about Draftosaurus, the board game. Uh, besides, uh, before we start, I'm sorry, and we talk, uh, before we started to talk about the art and the box and all this stuff, I want to let you know what I've been playing um, recently. And recently I've been playing another very good game by Keymaster Games uh, that is called Campy Creatures. Uh, it's not solo, also, it's like competitive, but on that one... I made a solo variant that, you know, I'm still working on it. And once I finish it, I will post it on BGG. So, and also on this podcast and in our social media. 
Solo BG Podcast in Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And that way, you know, you can try it. I mean, I think I tried it, my variant, my solo variant, and it worked fine. Uh, you know, it's more fun, of course, to be playing with more people. It's a great game. Uh, but, you know, it, it seems like it can be solo too. So we, we're, we're going to keep working on that one. Also, we play um, another game that uh, I was... I was disappointed. I got it just because I'm a huge fan of DC, as you know. Um, and I was I'm planning I was planning on getting it on Gen Con, but I was at my gaming store the other day and I saw it and I was like, well, you know what, I'm gonna get it right now and that way I can get another thing on Gen Con. Um, and it's called the Challenge of the Super Friends, the car game, and it's a deduction game where you're playing cars with you know higher number takes the victory point, the car with victory points basically, and you have every car has different abilities and you can play. Either as a Wonder Woman, Aquaman, uh, Superman, or Batman and Robin. Uh, and it's based on that, you know, old cartoon, I guess from the 70s, 80s, 60s, around those, th- those times. Uh, the Challenge of the Super Friends, uh, when you're fighting the Legion of Doom. Uh, I was very, uh, well, not very. I was a little bit disappointed of the game because it's kind of the same mechanics of campy creatures. But I definitely think that campy creatures from uh, Key Master Games is way better. And, you know, I still going to keep that game because it's DC and, you know, the theme, I love it. And it brings nostalgic memories, uh, you know, to the cartoons and everything. But I wish that game couldn't make it better. Could it be a better design? It seems like, you know, when I was playing with my friends, they were mentioning, like, it seems like it's too complex for what it really is, you know, for a basic game of the drafting and deduction. But anyway, also I played Batman the Animated Series Gotham Under Siege. We have an episode about that uh, that game, so if you haven't listened to it, you can go back and listen to it after this one. And I, you know, I brought it to the table again, and I had fun. Of course, I lost, but you know, I still having fun. Also, I'm still playing the campaign of the City of Kings, having a blast every time. Um, I played on tour. On tour is a it's a game that is released by Board Game Table, the company. So they do uh, board game uh, bags, like backpacks for board games. They do board game tables. And they also made this game that is called On Tour. And it's uh, uh, basically a rolling, um, rolling, roll and ride games where you're rolling the dice and you're placing numbers around the map and you're trying to make a tour through the United States uh, with your rock band or jazz band or blues band or whatever you decide to be. And, and basically that's it. It's a roll and riding. But it's a very clever, has a very different mechanics, very clever, very nice. And I'm looking forward to have an episode about that game as well because that game actually, you can play it solo. You can try to beat your own score every time. So that, that would be a good game to review as well. And also, uh, I play Rise of Tribes, one of my favorite competitive games so far. It was released in Gen Con 2018 uh, by Breaking Games. And I play it again. And fantastic. Fantastic. I think Rise of Tribes, it's a fantastic game. So uh, it's probably going to be a good game for this now, this new section, Solo with Friends. Anyway. So now let's jump into Drops of Sorrow, which is the game that we're talking about tonight. And for the box and the size of the box, it's a small box. I don't know, probably, I would say, about 7 inches by 7. It's a small box, which is is good, you know. You don't have too many components inside. And everything fits great. And it's very easy to storage. And in the main cover, in the main cover, you have, like, two people taking selfie with a T-Rex behind them. And the T-Rex is about to eat them, apparently. And it says, like, don't, like... Has a, a little sign on the on the right of the box, and it says like "Don't feed the children" or something like. I mean, "Don't feed the T Rex with the children" or something. Uh, but it's, it's very very nice, very cute, very clever. And you have another type of dinosaurs on the background, and you know, a, a little dog is barking to the T Rex like, "Hey, calm down, dude." 
Um, but it's, it's nice. And then on the sides of the box, you have Draftosaurus, again, the, the title of the, of the game, and a T-Rex as well, Roaring. Um, I hope we can put a T-Rex sound effect right now. There you go. And um, so, like I said, you're trying to... You're running the zoo and you're trying to bring more dinosaurs to your, uh, to your zoo, more uh, different species of dinosaurs. In that way, you can uh, get more visitors and you can get more victory points. And it's, like I said, for eight uh, years plus, two to five players, and it plays only in 15 minutes. And I do agree totally with the time length of the game. So let's open the box. Of course, we need to do this. Like, you know, I love it. Okay, moving the box around. Okay, let's open the box and... Let's see what we got inside. Okay, so inside, us, uh, the first thing that you have once you open the box is a little cloth baggie that probably you can hear here. I'm moving it around. I don't know if the microphone is picking. Anyway, so that full baggie, it's full of dinosaur meeples. Let's bring them. So you have different colors of dinosaurs. You have orange, uh, which is um, one species. Then you have the red ones, which those are the T-Rex. Um, another species that you have purple ones, yellow, orange, and you have a wood dice, which I really like. Uh, a wooden dice, which six different symbols, and every symbol have a different ability that we will explain on the gameplay. So you have the meeple, you have the bag, you have the, the dice, you have two rule books, one in French, of course, as the designers, and you have also one English rule book as well. And um, then you will have five um, boards. Little boards, small boards, I'm taking them, out, taking them out of the box. And those boards, they're going to be double-sided. And it's because you you can play the game basically like the normal version, the, the, the more simpler version, I guess, but still simpler and still fun. That doesn't mean that it's not fun. And then you can play a little bit more challenging if you flip the, the board. And you have the winter side. And on the winter side, you can see that the zoo is with the snow. And basically just makes it more challenging to put your dinosaurs or you're drafting them. And you get uh, points in a different way. But anyway, so that's what you get inside the box. And now um, we talk about the boxing cover already. We talk about inside the box, how the game plays. The game plays very simple. Uh, it, it's very basic, honestly. So what is going to happen is that the game is going gonna, is gonna to be played in over a series of two rounds. If you're playing three or more players. And how it's going to be is like on round one, every player will uh, draw six dinosaurs without looking at them from the back and they will place them on their hand. Now, at our house, we did a home rule that we don't keep them on our hand. We use like a little cup, you know, that is, it, it needs to be not, not a clear cup. It needs to be like, you know, a solid color in that way nobody else can see all the dinosaurs, but you can put them on a cup. So anyway, let's, 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 let's call it a cup and not the hand. So you're going to draw six dinosaurs and you're going to put them on the cup. Once every player has six dinosaurs, uh, you're going to put the bag a little bit on the side of the table. And whoever is the first player is going to roll the die. And the die is going to have different uh, restrictions on the game. So before I explain you the restrictions, I will, play, I will tell you what the different areas on the board. Because on the board, you have uh, six, seven different, eight different areas, actually, that, you can, that are called pallets. Uh, well, it's going to be one, two, three, four, five, six pallets. Uh, and the river, so it's seven in total. Sorry for the <laughs> confusion. But anyway, uh, just to give you an idea, on on the first pallet, you can place uh, one dinosaur, and it's give you two victory points at the end of the game. If you place another dinosaur, which is in the same species of, of that dinosaur, it will give you four victory points. The third similar species dinosaur, it will give you eight victory points, 12, 18, 24, and so forth. 
And then in another palette, you can uh, you can place three dinosaurs. Doesn't matter if they're the same species or not. But as soon as you place three dinosaurs there, you get seven victory points. In another palette, uh, you will have the couples palette. So you need to place uh, couples like the two of the same species. And for every couple that you place there, it will give you five victory points at the end of the game. Uh, also, there's the king of the zoo uh, palette. So there, you're gonna put a, a simple dinosaur. And if you happen at the end of the at the end of the game to have the majority of that species on your zoo, then you're going to get seven victory points. There's also another palette that allows you to put uh, one up to uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, six different dinosaur, different species. And if you're able to manage to put those six different species, you can uh, make up to 21 victory points. And there's another one that you can place just one dinosaur, but it needs to be the only. He needs to be the only one from his species in the whole zoo. And if it happens to you, if you happen to meet that condition, then you're gonna get seven victory points at the end of the game. There's also the river. The river, it's a it's a zone that you can place a dinosaur that you don't want to place anywhere else, and that way you don't mess mess up with your strategy. But for every dinosaur that you place on the river, they will still have uh, count as one point at the end of the game, a victory point. Now, the restriction, the palettes, they will be uh, divided in different sections. There will be wood palettes uh, or forest palettes. There will be rock palettes, you know, like rock or sand. There's also going to be, uh, you know, one side of the board is the cafeteria and the other side of the board is the restroom. So with that being said, you're going to roll the die. And according to the result that you get, you you're gonna, you gonna you can place your dinosaurs. Okay, So what's going to happen is... In every turn, uh, the one player, whoever is the first player, is going to roll the die. And if the die came in a phase that it says the woodlands, well, every other player, they had to put their dinosaur only in the woodland area. If it's the grasslands or the rocks, every other player, except the player who is rolling the dice, need to place the dinosaur in those areas. In the, in the So forth for the next one, the restrooms, well, in the, the restrooms area, in the food court or cafeteria area, um, so another uh, face of the die will say empty pen. So basically, everybody has to put a dinosaur in in a pen that is empty. And if you're not able to do that, well, it's go to the river. And there's another. The last face uh, of the die will be watch out for the T-Rex. And that basically means that you cannot place a dinosaur where in a pen that has already a T-Rex. And the T-Rex are good because the T-Rex at the end for every T-Rex that you have uh, for every pen or palette that you have a T-Rex on it, uh, you will get an extra victory point at the end of the game. So basically, that's how it's going to work. I'm going to roll one. Let's say I'm the first player, right? I roll my die, and uh, we, we see now the restriction for the other players. And then, from the six dinosaur meeples that I draw at the beginning, I can choose one. Any one that I want. So I choose my dinosaur, I place it on my zoo, and then I pass either my hand or that little cup to the player on my left, and the player on my left pass his cup or her cup to the next player and so forth until it goes around, right? And then now once we all play our dinosaur and we pass our, our cups or our hands, uh, we pass the die also to the player on the left. He rolls. Now he's he can place any dinosaur wherever he wants because he doesn't need to meet the condition of the die. But everybody else on the table needs to meet that condition of placement for the dinosaur. And basically that's how it's going to be until we empty the cups or the hands and that means that everybody will have already six dinosaurs on the zoo. Then the second round starts. We all draw another six dinosaurs, and we do the same again. And once we all have 12 dinosaurs on our zoo, we just count the points, and whoever makes more points win the game. Basically, simple, smooth, elegant, 
clever. Very simple game. Very fun at the same time. Very easy to learn. It brings it can bring new people to the hobby. That's why I decided to brought this game tonight to the table. And because in my opinion, I was surprised. You know me. You know that I like immersive games. You know that I like campaign games. You know that I like games when I can be, I don't know, I can be a, a you know, a, a you know, great uh, sword dwarf or whatever, or I can be like a, like a monster or I can be like a, you know, like a knight or a soldier or something like that. Or, you know, very, I like immersive games, campaign games, games where, when my character can die or he's going to be super hard to win. Uh, but I was surprised when I received this game from Ankama Games and uh, Luma Imports, which by the way, thank you very much. Uh, I was surprised how much I like this game. Honestly, how much I love, how much I love it. And definitely, this is a game that you must have. This is a must-have game for your collection. Because once again, if you have guests or if you are going to the uh, gaming store if you, or if you're going to meet with some family and they know that you play games but sometimes like, hey, you know what, I, we know that you play games but they are too complicated for us because we only play Monopoly and Uno and all that crap. Well, then this is a perfect chance to breathe Draft to Soros because everybody will be able to learn it. Everybody will be able to play it. Everybody will have fun. And like I said, who knows? That can be the door. That can be the door that is going to open for them. And now they're going to be in the hobby with you. And now probably in the future, they will be playing solo immersive campaign games like we do. And we love it. So with that being said, this is a must-have uh, game. Now, there's an, uh, another variant besides the winner one that I mentioned to you at the beginning that is going to make the game more challenging. There's another variant that is a two-player version. And in a two-player version, it plays very fun as well, but the game changed a little bit. So how it works is that instead of being two rounds, uh, it's divided in four rounds. And in every round, a uh, player, the same thing, will roll the dice. The other player needs to meet the requirement of the placement. Uh, the player that is rolling, he can put the dinosaur wherever he wants. Um, but instead of drawing six dinosaurs, uh, they will draw uh, only four dinosaurs, I believe. Yeah, they will draw four dinosaurs. So then I will choose one. I will choose one dinosaur. Um, no, I'm sorry. I'm doing a mistake here. Sorry, sorry, sorry. My bad. Let's go back. We draw six dinosaurs. But what is different is that, let's say on my turn, I choose my dinosaur. I choose the dinosaur that I'm going to place. And also, I choose another dinosaur that is going back to the box. And my the other players do the same thing. And it's a very nice mechanic because in that way, because it's only two players and you ha you're very close to the other player board, um, you can start to mess it up his strategy a lot. Like you, you can change the other player's strategy a lot because let's say you put a T-Rex on your one of your on your pens, right on your pallets, and you know that he needs the yellow dinosaur. Well, you know that you have a one yellow dinosaur on your cup, so you're gonna place the T-Rex, and then that yellow guess what? Go back to the box. So now he needs to change the strategy because he's not gonna be able to reach that yellow dinosaur anymore because now it's in the box of course there are other copies on the back but at least for for that round he's not gonna be able to so that's very fun it's different like i said plays in four rounds you draw six dinosaurs you put one and you uh, discard the other one back to the box the feeling is the same i play it already two players it's great i play it uh four players it's great too uh, i played five players works great too i th i like it because it's those kinds of games as well that you can play it five players and it will still be not, much, not more than 20, 30 minutes at most if it's super intense. But no more than 20 minutes for the game. And that's great because this game is meant to be like that. A 20 minutes very fun game. 
So like I said, this is a must-have. Um, of course, in, in this uh, series of uh, Solo with Friends, they're not going to be solo cooperative, but I can tell you that this one, it plays great two, three, four, and five players, which is great. And you will be able to find this game on their website from Ankama Games. They are A-N-K-A-M-A, Ankama Games, and uh, or Luma Imports as well. And if you're going to be at Gen Con on Indianapolis in 2019, Uh, on the next, uh, the first weekend of August, then you will be able to grab a copy there. Remember that we're going to be in Gen Con as well. So if you haven't followed us in our social media, please do right now. Go to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and you can find us as a solo BG podcast. Also, we have a giveaway right now going on. So you need to go to Facebook, solo BG podcast, give us a like on our Facebook page, look for the post of the, of the, post of the giveaway for the game Friday, And you tag two friends on that post and you share that post and automatically you will gain an entry for that contest. The giveaway will be announced on July 15. I'm going to do a live streaming, making the raffle and everything. And if the winner is in U.S., it's going to be free shipping. If you're not in U.S., well, the shipping, uh, we can we can do something about it. Don't worry. We, we can just work it, work it out. So uh, with that being said, just go and, and, and you know, sign up for the contest. It's a free game. Who doesn't like a free game? And it's a very fun game Friday, even if that game is only solo. It's a very, very, very fun game. One of my favorite solo games for sure. So that was all. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Once again, this is going to be every... Uh, we're going to do three episodes of Solo and Cooperative and then one episode of Solo with Friends. But it's going to be on the same Solo BG podcast. So that was all. Like always, remember... For victory... Go tell your friends. Till next time, see you through the speaker and at the tabletop. Solo with friends.